Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hi, my name is Lewis Howes, and welcome to the Daily Motivation Show. Today's episode is all about taking control of the role that money plays in your life. When you decide to learn the language of money, you begin to unlock abundance in all the areas of your life. I went through college, I went through one year grad school, and then I went through law school, and I never once learned to think about money. Mm. Never once learned to think about budgeting, never once learned to think about building wealth, never once learned to think about investing my money, and never once learned to think about passive income. It was in college. I realized that something's wrong. Something's not adding up. And it actually happened, I was studying to get into medical school. Mm And as I was studying, I started reading other business books and financial books, and I remember this, I was in the library studying, and I went on to Google and I searched the richest people in America. And you see people like Steve Jobs, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg. And I was like, huh, none of these people are doctors. Mm-hmm. None of these people went down that traditional route of you know, getting a degree, doing a good job. Am I missing something? Because I thought that if you go to school, get a good degree, you can make a lot of money. And if you work harder in school, get better grades, you'll make even more money. So I thought it was just directly correlated. Your grades, your income. And that's when I started questioning things. And I realized, oh, maybe this isn't right. And as you start to go down deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole, you start to realize, oh my God, everything that I've been told is a lie. And I'm studying for my medical college admission test. I start going to Google because I'm bored while I'm studying for this exam. I'm reading about the the Forbes richest people. None of them are doctors. None of them are people that work the traditional path. And, you know, I have this idea to start investing in real estate. So I started looking at real estate in between my study sessions. And on August 22nd, I took the medical college admission test, the MCAT. On August 23rd, I closed on my first real estate investment property. How old were you? I was 19. Holy cow. It was out of foreclosure. It was $8,000 was selling for about 150 grand just a few years prior. So I put in a few thousand dollars worth of work and I leased it for $600 a month. And now all of a sudden, my mind was blown because I kind of had this idea of what entrepreneurship was. I had never heard that term until I came to college, but I was running this event planning company and I'm starting to learn about this thing called entrepreneurship. And now I have this condo that's generating me this like almost passive income. I say almost because I was making a lot of mistakes in the beginning. But now I'm like, wow, this investing thing is very unique because I never learned this in school. My teachers never taught me this, but why am I working so hard in school? Now I start having this emotional dilemma. Mm. Do I really want to be a doctor? Maybe. And now I'm starting to question my, like, my actual beliefs because if I become a doctor, how do you make money? You treat people. Mm-hmm. I kind of have this entrepreneurial mind. I want to become successful. How do you make more money? you treat more people. So it's like, this kind of runs into a dilemma because if I'm trying to maximize my income as a doctor, I gotta maximize how many patients I see. Maybe that means I don't get to give the best value to each individual patient. But as a human, I wanna provide the most value possible. So I start to kind of face this dilemma where maybe 
I'm becoming a doctor for the wrong reason. So now I started to go down this financial education journey. And the more I, I learned, the more I realized I was lied to. Like, we're taught to go to school, to get a degree, to get a job, so we can then get a job and climb the corporate ladder. But wealthy people don't do that. Wealthy people are not working to climb the corporate ladder. They're working to own the corporate ladder. I didn't even realize that you could do that. Now, you can climb the corporate ladder and work to own the corporate ladder at the same time, but it's a different mindset, right? right, right. Most of us are taught to get that degree so we can do one thing, climb the corporate ladder, get, earn a bigger salary. But if you only rely on your salary, you're just one step away from being broke. Mm. Because if you lose your job, something happens to you, you can't work or your company goes down, you lost your salary and now you have no income coming in, and now what? Why was I never taught this? Mm. I was never taught about wealth. I was never taught about investing. I was never taught about this sort of financial education. And that's when I realized it's very profitable to keep people financially uneducated. Mm. It's profitable to keep people poor. The banks profit when you're financially uneducated because they'll keep you saving money in the bank. They'll keep you in mm. consumer debt. So when the bank has your cash, it's a liability for them. They want to get rid of it as fast as possible. And the way they do that is by lending it out because it's an investment for the bank. They don't want to hold on to cash, but they want you to save your money. And what's happening to your cash while it's there is losing value to inflation each and every day. And so now when you keep your cash in the bank, the bank is paying you 0.01%, maybe 0.5% yeah. if you're lucky. And they're turning around lending it for 5%, 6%. And so the bank does not want to keep the cash and savings because it's a liability for them. They want to keep you spending money on their credit card because now they'll get to earn 18 to 25% in interest every time you spend a dollar. Wow. Governments want you to be financially uneducated because when you're financially uneducated, guess what? You are an employee and you're a consumer. Who pays the highest taxes? Employees and consumers. Everybody knows that rich people don't pay taxes. It makes people angry, but a lot of times we don't understand why. Right. And we get angry at the wrong things and the wrong reasons. And if you learn the IRS code, it's a rule book. Mm -hmm. And the people who understand the rule book are the people who have the money to hire the good accountants and the good attorneys. What happens is wealthy people will understand how this works, play within that system, and pay little to no money in taxes. Mm. So now your job now as a, as a business owner is strategically how do you not have an income? Now you might say, well, I need money to spend. Sure, of course you do. But how can you now strategically use your income to pay for your lifestyle? Now again, it's gotta be within the rules, so talk to a tax advisor. Mm -hmm. But the question is, how do you spend your money in a way that is going to give you a tax write-off? But you have to be smart here because you don't wanna just blow $500,000 so you don't have to pay 150 grand in taxes, <laughs> right? So you, know, you just need to know the right strategies that can work for you. And these things change over time, which is why the best thing that you can do is go out and hire a tax accountant, a tax advisor, somebody that isn't just gonna file your taxes, but someone that's gonna help guide you and say, all right, you know, here are some things that you could potentially spend your money on. Here are where there are more benefits coming this year, next mm -hmm. year, things that you wanna do. And so there's gonna be times where it's gonna be more beneficial for you to spend money. There's gonna be times where it's gonna be more beneficial for you to take in money. And you know, it's, it's all a game. Yeah. And this is what wealthy people understand. It's all a game. And a lot of people hate that, oh, this person's not paying taxes, that person's not paying taxes. But at the end of the day, what you have to remember is 
Somebody else wrote the tax code. Yeah. All that people are doing is they're trying to learn, okay, this is what the tax code is, what do I do? And, you know, and then you kind of get into the other philosophical questions. Who does a better job with their money, right? right? right. Entrepreneurs who are working to create more jobs, who are working to produce more value, or the government, which, you know, may not be so good with their money. You know, I have a lot of friends who are doctors now. They're working their butt off. They're also paying the highest taxes. They're also trying to figure out how to afford my lifestyle because when you go and become a doctor, you make a good salary. But guess what? Now you have big student loans you got to pay back. Yeah. So now you graduate, you're 28, 29 years old, you have half a million dollars of student loans you got to pay back. You're making a few hundred grand a year, but you're working your butt off. It's very stressful. And now you have all these new expenses, your homes, your cars. The thing about student loans, the system, it says go to school, get a degree. If we don't have money to get a degree, what do you do? Get student loans. I started looking deeper, right? I started asking the question, why? The number one liability for young people nowadays are student loans. And the government always talks about how we have this huge student loan epidemic, this huge student loan problem. But the number one asset on the United States balance sheet are student loans. Really? So on one hand, we have people talking about the importance of higher education, the importance of going into debt to get your degree. And then at the same time, that's your number one asset. It's holding so many people back from buying a home, from living their lives, from doing things, investing their money, yet at the same time as keeping the government rich. Wow. This is where, you know, that mindset, you have to start thinking a little bit differently and start asking questions to the status quo, to the system, to the way things are done. I am so excited for you to finish the rest of your day strong. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to click the link in the description and it'll take you to the full episode of my other show, The School of Greatness. Make sure to come back tomorrow for another episode of The Daily Motivation Show. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com.